1: Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Port Richard's Cafe, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes, ATV Painting, and Performance Food Group. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas home-style cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe located off of Avenue K in Plano. This podcast is also brought to you by Texan Senior Residential Care Homes, senior care at its best with a family atmosphere. They specialize in making their facilities as close to a home living experience as possible. Not only that, there are no movement fees and there are no visitation restrictions. They are located near I 635 in Marsh Lane in Dallas, right near Carrollton. For more information, you can call 469 400 7650. That is Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I'm being joined by Justin Thomas and Taylor Raglin. And uh, gentlemen, even though we are down to the uh, penultimate week of the high school football regular season, you know we've still got plenty of scenarios where tiebreakers are going to mm-hmm. be in full swing over these next couple weeks. Um, but we're actually going to hold off on uh, on all that tiebreaker chaos and what needs to happen for who to get in. We're actually going to hold off on that until next week because high school volleyball playoffs get going tonight. And um, yeah, these next uh, these next three weeks will shape the uh, will shape the course for the uh, the high school volleyball postseason. A sport that i um, at least within our coverage area. You know, our our markets annually produce teams that are uh, that are competing for a state championship each year. So why not uh, mm-hmm. show some love to the high school volleyball uh, postseason as things get underway? And sure enough, I mean, plenty yeah, of uh,
2: my teams are going for six
1: championships in eight years. Yeah, man. Yeah, you've got what a run of luck you've had with <laughs> with the volleyball postseason, man. It's it's your time to shine, JP. Yeah. So let's. I mean, we honestly. Man, we can just dive right into that because as has kind of been the case within uh, within Louisville Lewis, ISD and that neck of the woods. Just an absolute gauntlet of first round matchups. You know, we can look at um, you know, both first round and some kind of big picture stuff since we have some programs that figure to be hanging around the dance mm-hmm. for for quite a bit. But it really does start there in District 66A with um, just the murderer's row of first round matchups in 56A. Um, so the uh, the the pieces are a little bit different since realignment, but nevertheless, yeah. a um, you you have four matchups where uh, let's first off let Let's go over those four, those, uh, those four first-round matchups. You have uh, perhaps maybe the most overqualified first-round game in in recent UIL yep. volleyball history. If you're just factoring in program pedigree, Salt Lake Carroll and Hebron. I mean, that's those are two teams that you'd expect, like most years. That's like a state semifinal yep. quality matchup and. Nope, the Hawks and the uh, and the Dragons throw down in the first round you have Capel and Keller two teams that were state ranked throughout the uh, throughout the season you have Flower and Geyer same thing with both those teams and then number 1 ranked Byron Nelson playing Marcus I'm pretty sure of those four matchups of those eight teams seven of them were state ranked for at least a pretty solid yeah. portion of the season and six of them right now are yeah it's
2: uh, when you count honorable mention mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's uh yeah I mean just such a uh, it's a gauntlet man so I mean I think you've uh you know you're going to be uh, at that that Hebron Carroll I mean Hebron's been kind of one of the fascinating
2: stories of this yeah. season as they uh, as they eye for what would it be a fourth straight mm-hmm. fourth straight state championship they're going for and they've was- won 21 playoff matches in a row now so and. They've lost one set in the playoffs the last two years. <laughs> that was in the first round against Guyer last year, so
1: which is insane when you think of yeah. like that's like really impressive if you do that in district play. Yeah, let mm-hmm.
2: alone just that kind of just going through the state playoffs, sweeping everybody.
1: It's been a, it's been, it's definitely been a different roadmap for Hebron, just given what they had to replace from last season. It took them a little while to find their groove, and then about midway through district, they uh, they started looking like the Hebron of old. Yeah, they so definitely
2: just kicked it up a notch. They had the big win over. Um, the big win via sweep over Capel. Uh, kind of before we get into this, I just want to throw a couple more Hebron stats at. Yeah, go there. for it, man. This is nothing so but we good Hebron stats. Uh, three uh, for the last three straight championships. So they have five state championships mm. overall. They've made the playoffs eighteen years in a row. So they started in nineteen ninety nine. They didn't make it. I believe they didn't make it their first varsity season under Coach Keeney. But since um, that season, so 2001, they've made it every single year. And not only have they made it, they've made the area round every year. Wow. Now, so a couple of the other years, I think they got, like, by district buys in the 4A level. I don't think they mm-hmm. were totally filled brackets then, so yeah. they might not have had to win to get to the area round. But they've been in the area around every single season since 2001. So that's consistency. <laughs> if they don't pull off the upset against the Dragons, and I would say they're the underdogs here. They're the third seed. Carroll's the second seed, and you know Carroll's spent the year ranked higher most of the, most of the yeah. year. So I would say a win over Carroll would be an upset. So if they don't pull the upset, this will be the first time since. I mean, since I was in high school, uh, <laughs> that they haven't been in the area around. So Goodness. it's pretty crazy.
1: The uh, yeah, I mean, with Carol, it's just it's just a symptom of being in a district that has the number one ranked team in the state, yeah. and in Byron Nelson, who th- who throws down uh, later tonight against yeah. against
2: Marcus in a game that you'll be at. And they've also been without uh, one of their best players for a lot of the season, mm-hmm. uh, Natalie Glenn, uh, Terry. Former cowboy Terry Glenn's yeah. daughter. So she, I think she's played the last two or three matches. So maybe she's starting to get back into mm-hmm. it. But I'm sure that tend to help them during their district run, miss, missing her for much of it.
1: Because if you look at the uh, just the landscape of that uh, of that Region One bracket in 6A, whoever wins that match between Carolyn and Hebron, and There's a roadmap there where I mean, you know, you you're going to have a matchup where in the second round you have Capel, which is ranked 13th. Mm-hmm. You know, Capel. You know, who? I mean, honestly, Capel and Keller. That does feel like a bit of a, a coin flip, just given the Kellers. You yeah. know, consistently solid they've been, But um, the winner of that's likely going to draw number seven ranked uh, Waxahachie in the second round, so you're going to have you know a, a potential top ten, top fifteen team already eliminated by the second round. Yeah. With the exception of you look you know through at least the the top half of the bracket, you have number ten ranked Weatherford. Um, there's a pathway though to get to the regional finals, to, yeah. you know, for Hebron or Southlake for that matter, or Capel. I mean, so it's the. said the real strength is in that bottom half of the uh, where yeah. you, again you have number mm-hmm. one you know Byron Nelson just lurking and yep. <laughs> ready to go on a just. Really to go on a tear. So, I mean, it is wild to think that as, you know, as
2: up and down as Hebron season has been, they could wind up in a very familiar spot. Yeah, if they could get past that first round, the second round matchup is definitely looking like a little softer than some mm-hmm. of the other teams might play. So, I would, yeah. I would expect whoever wins the hebron Carroll game to definitely. Get to the third round for sure.
1: You've been a you've been a very uh, on that on that flower mound war wagon for much of the season. You know the.
2: Yeah, I just feel like they haven't. The lady jags just haven't got yeah, the. They're just not getting any respect. Like even now, they're still like unranked, and like you yeah. know, everybody's. I mean, a lot of people are saying it's Prosper and Byron Nelson mm-hmm. like on a collision course. Like, well, I mean, I saw Hebron take it to Prosper pretty good. Like, <laughs> I, I know things can change over months, but I mean, they didn't. It's not like mm-hmm. Flower Mound wasn't at full strength at that game either, and they. Should have swept them. They beat them in four. I think the, I think I did some calculations, and they've beaten se- seven state-ranked teams, and they have eight losses. And only one of them, the only loss to a team that's not ranked, was to Boyd, and that's not like a bad loss no, or anything. Not at all. No, no,
3: especially how they played in yeah. in the second half. So I just
2: feel like they've seeing a bunch of powerhouse teams, and they've either beaten them or mm-hmm. been right there with them, and just never really getting those rankings. like
1: The Rodney uh, Dangerfield of uh, yeah. classic say. a <laughs> So yeah, I mean, with the with the Lady Jaguars looking at their path, you know, they open up against Denton Geyer, who mm-hmm. was just a playoff team out of District 66A last year, doing great things under former Lake Dallas head coach Heather Van Noy. Um, so I guess it's kind of like, you know, the the, se- the first round is going to be a tougher challenge than the
2: second round. Yeah, I would Most definitely likely. agree Geyer is a stronger opponent than either Mansfield or Duncanville would
1: be. But, um, but but then, I mean, yeah, you look at, uh, you know, Fire Mound, a potential third-round matchup against the aforementioned Byron Nelson, uh, yeah. Lady Bobcats. And have you, I mean, have you been keeping any any track of Byron Nelson yeah, all I've, the season? I've followed and them
2: a little bit just because also I went to Carroll, so I can yeah. keep tabs on them a little closer and see how that district's going and obviously knowing these teams are going to pair up. And then, you know, having seen Byron Nelson the last two years in the same district with all those Louisville yeah. schools. So, yeah, they're... They're pretty awesome. <laughs> they're going to get a good first round game. Marcus is going to mm-hmm. be competitive with them. They'll have to. I don't think Marcus can beat them, but they're going to have to work for it.
1: Because yeah, Marcus showed up pretty yeah. well against some of the heavyweights yeah, in six, six they,
2: a. They definitely showed out well when I saw them play Flower Mound and Capel a couple times. So, um, but yeah, that, that certainly looks like the Flower Mound Guyer winner and Byron Nelson are in a third round mm-hmm. path there. I'll tell you one. Um, we can transition out a little bit to you, Taylor. One, uh,
1: one district that is very much relieved to be out of that yeah. <laughs> that mess with uh, you know with six six A and five six yep. A is Plano ISD. Yep. Is McKinney ISD? Any of the teams that were formerly in District six mm-hmm. A that are now in nine six A over in Region two? Um, yeah, just kind of breathing a sigh of relief that they're not going to have a state ranked team staring them in yeah. the very first round of the playoffs. Yep. Um, we can talk about Plano West, a team that I think the uh, the only other time that we had a volleyball podcast mm-hmm. it was kind of like, uh, well, what's going on? Yeah, Plano West, circling the drain. Were, uh Plano West was kind of going through a bit of a, you know, a bit of a down patch, you know, considering mm-hmm. how strong they started off the year and now uh I think it was ironically enough right after that podcast, yep. they've uh they've righted the ship and they look like the Lady Wolves of old.
3: Yep, and and it's a it's an interesting parallel to a team like Hebron, not that, you know, they've had the pedigree of Hebron in the last several years, but another team that's mm-hmm. been very up and down um but now finds itself in the playoffs with A pretty advantageous path to regional semifinal, Mm -hmm. potentially against the Woodlands. Um, You know that that's probably the most likely uh, course if if everything works out. But I mean, it's 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 been just a return to form. That's the easiest way to say it. I know it's a cliche, but they've they've simply just returned to the team that they were. You know, at the beginning of the year, they were seven and two to finish the season. Only losses were to district champion Prosper um, and Plano, which Plano was a bad loss. um, And Plano, I think, that was the loss that finally kind of. You know, turn the ship around mm. a little bit because you know they they really had some some tough moments of of internal <laughs> reflection and and how did we lose this game and that shouldn't have happened and then losing to Plano finally kind of I think capped it yeah, for it was them at home too. Yep, and then after the Plano game they were five and one yeah. uh, to finish the season with the only loss being to Prosper and that was a three two. You know, five set thriller that went absolutely down the wire. I was at that game, and, and that game literally could have gone either way. So it, it was it wasn't like they were you know blown out again by Prosper mm-hmm. like they were in the first round. So they just they look like a you know I, I want to say they look like a completely different team in the second half of district, but they don't because they look like the team that they were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they were they were much better on the block. Uh, you know when when things were going poorly. You know, they would they would serve well, and they would and they would defend the serve well and and side out because their 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 outside hitters are just so good. Um, but they were having really a really hard time holding serve and, and establishing a blog, especially against teams like Prosper, where or, or even Plano. Yeah. You know, with with the uh, the hitters that they have, but they just look good again, man. And and. Winding up and beating McKinney for that number two seed is huge um, because you know they'll, they'll probably run into McKinney, I would say, uh, in the third round. But that's really the only speed bump, mm-hmm. like I said, until you know a potential yep. regional semifinal matchup with the Woodlands. So they put themselves in themselves in, in good position. They're playing really good volleyball again, and you know they they at one point looked like. Not that they wouldn't make the playoffs, but but who knows what their, their fate was, and now they look like you know another uh, potential um, deep run in the playoffs.
1: It's odd to see them unranked heading into yeah. the heading into the postseason, considering that they spent the majority of the year within
3: that yep. top ten or so. And really, I mean, the way they've played, if you just erase that middle section, they yeah. would be ranked. It's, it's just that puts so much doubt in people's minds. But having seen them several times after that... Mm-hmm they they are fine. Yeah, they look it helps when you
1: have like two of the best hitters in the Metroplex. Yeah. that I mean you can't have, you know, it just defenses can't ever key in on one yep. of them just because, you know, Amon and, yep. and and uh and Jill Presley are just I mean they can come at you in so many different well, ways. Well and if they do,
3: um, you know, Sydney App has stepped up mm-hmm. and and Avery Lowe has kind of moved to moved around, moved to the outside a little bit, played a little bit of right side too with Amon shifting around and you know, if you key on Amon and Jill, they do have talent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not they're they're a deep volleyball team. Yeah. So the <laughs> It's it's but then some nights Amon and Joe are just good enough. Also, some nights you just have no answer.
1: And just winning that seeding match, just from a uh, a first round perspective, yep. I mean they are able to avoid you know a, a matchup against them. I mean, a yep. matchup between top twenty teams. And McKinney, mm-hmm. which is the three seed out of uh, out of District Nine Six A, they draw a, pr- a Sachse, yeah. which spent you know just about the entire season state ranked and mm-hmm. you know finished second. I guess they tied for first. They lost a coin yeah. flip. But They're the two seed out of District Ten Six A. So at the very least, I mean yeah, they get a name and forest team. Where I mean the drop off from Wiley and yeah. sexy to to yep. The rest of the district is pretty significant. So, yep. Yes, that definitely worked in the Lady Wolfshaber to get that uh, to get that two seed. Yep. And if they do see McKinney, I mean, yeah, they've got those two, two in a row. Yeah, two yep. in a row over the line. After out, so.
3: they got that was kind of the match that early in the season they got swept by McKinney at home, and that was the one that kind of started the the decline. Um, but then mm-hmm. since they've been back, since they've kind of turned it around again, they've handled McKinney. You know pretty handily the, the last two times they've seen them. So it is
1: just so tough just to maintain consistency in districts like yep. this where just there is so much parity top to bottom. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Prosper. Prosper, I mean, with the exception Man. of getting pushed to five sets by West, I mean they made yep. sure work of just about everybody. Yep. You know, Brian Murphy will be on later on to talk a little bit about the Lady Eagles as they're looking to uh, you know make a run at a second consecutive state championship. Yep. But we talk about just kind of the ups and downs of going through this district and that's a good way to transition to Plano Senior, which yep. I, mean, you talk, I mean in in one Weeks time they went from getting swept by McKinney Boyd in a pretty emphatic sweep yep. to beating them in five sets, including a, an emotional 20 to 18 in the fifth set, to win a, a play in match for that last playoff spot. And yeah, that'll get them in the
2: rankings ahead of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, McKinney Boyd, the only team in the top 25 of the uh, TGCA rankings um, not making the playoffs. But then, again, just a symptom of being in a district where you knew that some like some great team was going to get yep. left out just because like, that was a district where I think six teams were state-ranked at yep. some point throughout the season, including a team like Boyd, which I think was as high as
3: two. Yeah, it was just a symptom for Boyd of, of losing the wrong games early because mm-hmm. the way they played in the second half, they should have made the playoffs. or right. they If they would have, you know... Extrapolated that over the entire district run, I think they'd make the playoffs easily because they looked. Really, really good in the second half, and and just a couple of those losses, that in a district like 968 a it's all it takes. Because with Plano, I mean, it was
1: I don't know. Like you had every reason to believe that they were um, just in a rough spot head, heading into that plan, yep. not just because they had closed the season on just mm-hmm. uh, such a difficult note with getting swept by Boyd and then just getting swept by Prosper. I mean that. I mean, Prosper looked like I mean just world beaters. Uh, that was you know, the first the time you'd day. seen Prosper. Oh yeah, right? I, was, I tried to tell you. I was you, so amazed by Prosper. Yeah, you came
3: in after that game and you're like, okay, I understand, I get it now.
1: It was. Uh, I mean, it was a like, like back and forth first set and then 15 to three yep. run and there's wow <laughs> you're just left powerless after that yep. and, um yeah prosper looked amazing but with plano um i, I think it sounds like kind of like west there's just a lot of stuff between the years mm-hmm. that they needed to get right because that is a team that when they're playing you know up to their potential i mean they're good enough to hang with just about oh, yeah. anybody with the exception of like you know the prospers of yep. the world but there's no shame in that it's prosper mm-hmm. um you know they have one of the best hitters in the in the area and julia adams you know mm-hmm. uh, they're Terrific setter in Faith Panhands, yep. um, Sophie Robinson can be a one one woman block by herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've definitely got weapons. They've definitely got talent, and I mean, this is it's an impressive run that they're on. This is now the seventh consecutive year that the Lady Wildcats have made the playoffs. Every year since head coach Terry yep. Minnes was hired, they've made.
3: They the playoffs. found a way, man. That's and, all it um, takes.
1: And they're in a situation where, if you're just looking at kind of interesting first round matchups, I'm like, I was floored to see how well Wiley has done this season. Because this is a Wiley team that, um, you know, Plan Win Wiley will play uh, Tuesday at 7 o'clock at Lovejoy. Wiley was in the same district as PISD last year, and they didn't win a game. They went 0 14. And then to see what they're—I mean—they finished 13 and one in uh, in District uh, District 10-6A. They tied for first place with Saxey. Won the coin flip to get the one seed. Um, so you wonder like where the you know where the improvements came from. Was it just simply getting into a better di- into a mm-hmm. you know a, a different district, or was it um, you know I heard kind of through the grapevine that they've uh, Wiley's well, got some underclassmen. They've got some uh, some freshmen that have come in and made quite the uh, quite the stamp on the program. So it's definitely uh, figures to be a different looking team yeah. from uh you know from what Plano and the rest of 6-6A saw last season, but um, yeah, I mean when you see what Wiley was able to accomplish in just one year's time, I mean, they come into this just scorching hot. They've yep. won 16 of their last 17 games, yep. and it was a team that you know, like I said, it sounds like some of their underclassmen have really been kind of the centerpieces to this resurgence, yep. and you saw kind of early on in the season, they took some lumps, but they've kind of matured and grown mm-hmm. kind of you know, like a, like a 5A team that we'll get to in, a, yeah. in quite some time, yep. but um, you know, they uh, like I said, they, they, I think they got swept by Saxe mm-hmm. in the first round of district, and then they beat him 3-1, yep. second time through. So, I mean, it's definitely a team that is, it doesn't look like it's much of a, you know, much of a a fluke or anything like that. That's why I'm just anxious to see, because of the Wiley that I saw last year, just one year's time. Like, this isn't a one versus four matchup on paper, because Plano's overqualified as a four seed. Um, So, yeah, I think this should be a a fun little competitive matchup. And then, like we've talked about, you know, if they're able to... uh, you know, get past the first round. I mean, there's a roadmap there where Plano's is able to get to that uh, that third round. You know, where they would, you know, unfortunately draw Prosper most yeah. likely.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, barring something uh, out of out of uh, out of left field. But um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, you know, shout out to the Lady Wildcats for just in one week's time being able to just to rally the rally the troops. Are so really honestly just like just 48 hours time. Yeah. <laughs> Considering that, I mean, yes yeah, yeah. so the Prosper match was just a very uh, emotionally debilitating loss. Talking with uh, with Coach Menace afterwards, but um, yeah, they were able to get back on track in seven straight years. Playoffs or uh, Plano Senior, the most consistent thing going in uh, in local uh, high school volleyball within Plano. Um, let's see, let's uh, we can shift gears to five sure. A. for A moment. We uh, we just talked about a team that uh, like in, in Wiley that really kind of uh, grew up as the season went along, and um, we've got a you know t- a team in Lake Dallas that you've covered them. You've talked to head mm-hmm. coach Jason Reamer all all season. Pretty long. much and, every week. Yep. I mean, it sounds like this is a kind of their story to a T.
3: Oh, absolutely. I think that. You know, there's a sense... Lake Dallas got in the playoffs, uh, obviously, uh, with a, a pretty crazy scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, they win on the last night of district play over Denton Ryan in a really emotional uh, 3-2 home win. And I think that's very indicative of, of the growth that they've mm-hmm. seen because just, you know, man, it was maybe two weeks before that they dropped a um, a match with the Colony where they led the final set, I think it was 14-11 or mm-hmm. 13-11. 14-11. Yeah, so that was kind of the epitome of the growing pains that they've had, and then the Din ryan match, which was very similar. You know, they had a, a pretty substantial lead in the fifth set and closed it out. Yeah. And and that's kind of the, you know, the best example of, of how far this team has come. And, and I still think they're... They're kind of playing with a little bit of bonus time right now. Um, I, they they got in on a three way tie coin flip, didn't have to play a match because they were the odd team out, um, uh, and then flipped a coin for seeding. It's been a strange. It's kind of goofy
1: that that's how it was decided. Yeah, like <laughs> it's
3: it's been a strange path to the postseason, and now they have to get a Colville Heritage team that I believe was thirteen and one in district, and yeah. and it's going to be an uphill battle. And and but but like I said, they're they're kind of playing with bonus time now. I mean, oh, it's yeah. all it's Absolutely. all gravy from here. They got in the playoffs for their two seniors, um, but everybody else on the roster. They started consistently one senior, Um, and and everybody else on the roster roster is young. Juniors, a lot of sophomores, a couple freshmen, Kaylin Gunn, who's Mm -hmm. unfortunately hurt and and won't get any playoff experience uh, this season, but will be a mainstay for her entire career. Yeah. they're, they're going places, and, and it's good for them to you know, get this playoff experience no matter what the result is Tuesday. It's good for them to you know, just have accomplished that and, and kind of see what it's like because I think that you know, as early as next year, this is a team that has a legitimate claim to you know, a potential district championship mm-hmm. run. They're going to be, I think, that good, and, and now that they've kind of figured out how to win, you know the sky's the limit in you know the next two three years especially. As uh, just an aside, looking
1: through that uh, through that region region one, um, the upper half of that bracket, you find me more challenging first uh, yeah. first four rounds in this. You have four of the state's top eight teams yes. in the top half of the Class Five A Region One bracket with number one Canyon Randall, number uh, let's see number five Denton, number seven Wichita Falls Rider, and number eight Colleyville Heritage. Yep. So hey, you know what? Let's say Lake Dallas. Another interesting
3: shock. note. You know why that that that's interesting that you bring it up is because Grapevine actually won. It's seeding match mm. with Collegial Heritage, and say we're good. We'll take the mm. two seed. We'll go down to that. We'll go down to that other yeah. part and not have to mess with any of this up here. And we'll see y'all in the regional final potentially. But yep. I, I mean, I don't blame them. So that's how Lake Dallas drew Collegial Heritage, even though you know they it does lost make them. sense now in high school yeah, you know, oh yeah. the way
1: the bracket shook yeah. out. Um, Justin, let's shift gears to a team uh, in your neck of the woods. You just did a story on last week that I think yeah. at the start of the season, not sure if we envisioned we'd be talking about them for the high school playoff uh, no, volleyball I'm, podcast. I
2: really. I mean, I try to pay attention to everything, but I really don't devote too much attention to R.L. Turner Volleyball. Um, we, You know, we... M- s- I'd have about, to start now, though. Yeah, talking I mean, <laughs> about 6A, you know, you have Coppel in the playoffs for the 20th year in a row, Hebron in the playoffs for the 20th year in a row. Well, R.L. Turner, while all these teams are making the playoffs every single season, had never made it. They haven't made it since 2000, but they ended that streak this year. They finished fourth in um, their district to uh, get out of the playoffs. Um, Newman Smith also... Uh, making the playoffs for CFB, they finished third, and um, yeah, talking to Coach uh, Nikia Belcher, she's in her fourth season yeah. there, and um, pretty confident that not only are they in the playoffs, but that they're going to get past Woodrow Wilson and upset that number one seed and get to the second round, which would be the first time they've ever won a playoff match at Turner. So. Um, A lot of eyes will be on the Lions on Tuesday Mm -hmm. to see if they can get their first ever playoff win, and um, you know, seeing that confidence, I'm guessing Newman Smith's pretty confident that they'll get past Dallas Adamson in the first round too. So, could have two CFB programs in the second round of the playoffs this year.
1: What a nice little feel good story, it is for a team like Turner. That's that's wild when you think of how long that streak's been. But yeah, honestly, and maybe I mean, you mentioned Coach Belcher. I'm very confident. I mean, maybe that confidence is in it's kind of a large part in what's kind of directing this turnaround, just getting feeding that winning winning mindset.
2: Definitely, I would definitely say that is, um, you know, she's an area volleyball player and she's coached in the area a lot, so she's um, kind of bringing her credentials to Turner and they've really turned it around and you know, she's been very pleased with, um, you know, and this is not like a super experienced team, so they should be pretty decent moving forward
3: here. Yeah,
1: yeah. We can now close out the first half of this podcast with a look at a team that is no stranger to the volleyball yeah, playoffs. Yeah, on no the other end of to, the spectrum, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's about as credentialed to volleyball program as mm-hmm. you'll find in the state of Texas, Lovejoy, yeah. the Lady Leopards are. Um, I mean, yeah. Let's. <laughs> they, <laughs> they they made short work out of District Ten Five A. Um, I mean, this is now looking to build on one of the uh, yeah just one of the most impressive volleyball traditions that you'll find in this area. I mean, yep. the Lady Leopards come into this thing ranked number two in the state behind uh, Canyon Randall. They have. Um, I mean, eleven straight years advancing to the fourth round. They've been to the state tournament eight of the last ten years. Um, what a yeah, what a run for the yep. uh, for the Lady Leopards. Um, yeah, Taylor, you'll be following this team. Yep. in addition to Plano West for much of the postseason. Just kind of talk a little bit about the Lady Leopards and just the role that they're on entering. The, well,
3: You you mentioned the pedigree and how many times they've gone to the state tournament and, and all of those things. There's no real reason to believe that you know they can't get right back there again sure. because they're, I believe, 40-6, and six, something like that. Um, didn't drop a set in district play. I think the most points anybody even scored on them was 20 off the top of my head, something like, like that. Once. Yeah, like one team got to the wide least, I think, in the second round, got to 20 points in one set. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's been unreal. They have a, a resume they've built up. They've beaten Prosper, McKinney, Hebron, Southlake Carroll, and the Woodlands this year, which is, you know, a, a pretty good murderer's role of, of Amazing six A programs and six yeah. A programs that are you know used to going to the playoff. I mean Hebron. I mean, granted Hebron was down a little bit. I think when they played them, mm-hmm. uh, kind of one of those down stretches from a little bit of a roller coaster year. But still, that Prosper win was last week. You know, when they had a warm up um, playoff match, um, and and they're. There's not much else to say. They're for real. I mean, they, and and the only real speed bump that you can even see, um, you know, that would keep them from getting to, you know, regional semifinal, regional final state tournament is, is they'll likely run into Frisco Liberty in the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, very good Frisco volleyball program, but um, early in the season, Lovejoy swept them in a tournament 2-0, 25-14, 25-15. So it's, it's that was early. I mean, maybe Liberty's, you know, figure something out and playing better, but just with how dominant Lovejoy's been, and and the wins that they have over, like like you said, we've we've both seen Prosper at this point, and and for any volleyball team to be Prosper, that means you're pretty good. Much yeah. less a five a program. So you know there there's really. It's, it's one of those scenarios where it feels like they kind of just control how far they want to go. And they're good enough to just kind of forge their own way, and if they play the way they're capable of, there's there's not many teams out there that, that will have much to say about it.
1: I think that win over Prosper was kind of reassuring, and at least it had to have been to head coach Jason yeah. Nelson, just because there is something to be said for when you go through a district yep. where you don't meet a whole lot of resistance. Allen football syndrome, maybe, man. Uh, you know, just developing, you know, you, you hope that you don't, you have to kind of guard against complacency setting yep. in, or just you wonder how the team is going to fare come playoff time when you are pressed. Against a different caliber of competition than you had mm-hmm. seen during your uh, your district schedule, but for them to go out and, like we just said, to handle Prosper the way that they did with the role that Prosper had been on, that definitely has to re uh, oh, yeah. instill the confidence that okay, we are where we need to be heading yep. into the playoffs. And like we you said, you, I mean, yeah, it's you look across the the uh, you know the Region Two portion of this bracket, and you know, I said there's that third round matchup against Liberty potentially looming, but outside of that, it's kind of it's Lovejoy's to lose. Yep,
3: and I think that's that's the best statement. to to kind of wrap up how this entire postseason could go for them it's theirs to lose I don't see many teams I don't know what you know some of the teams Canyon Randall I guess specifically I don't know what they have just because they're out in Canyon Um, but I mean the way that Lovejoy plays and and the record that they've they've amassed this year it just kind of seems like you know if they bring it every night who stops them you know what I mean Another
1: uh, another team as we can now transition to our uh, student athletes spotlight. Another team who's uh, in a position to where they control their own destiny is the uh, the Flower Mound Jaguars. Uh, Flower Mound has been uh, just on an absolute tear. One of the more impressive teams in our neck of the woods this season. And uh, Justin, you had a chance to swing by and talk with two of the central pieces to that effort: quarterback Blake Short and running back Pierce Hudgens. For a look at the uh, at the Jaguars in their uh, their breakout season or their return, to, uh, their resurgence season, however you want to put it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we'll see what uh, what Blake and Pierce had to say after a word from the sponsor. Let's take a quick break to talk about ATD Painting, whether it's painting, staining, carpentry, residential, commercial, interior, exterior, ATD Painting has you covered. They have four locations in the Metroplex, including Plano and Louisville. You can call 972-694-8888 for more information, or you can visit their website at atdpainting.com. That is ATD Painting. Check it out to see just how affordable professional painting can be. And now, let's get back to the podcast.
2: Hey, we're here with uh, Flower Mound Junior Quarterback Blake Short and Junior Running Back Pierce Hudgens. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us here on the Star Local Media Podcast, guys. Anytime. Sorry. Thank you. Well, another Friday last week and another district victory for uh, Flower Mound. So um, you guys have got to be pretty pleased with how you guys are uh, kind of progressing through the district season so far. Uh,
5: yes, sir. It's been awesome. I mean, we work
2: so
6: hard um, every week, weekend and week out, coming in, grinding. Yeah, we're just clicking yeah. as a team right now, playing really good football. So you
2: guys had the
6: uh, big rival on Friday, so
2: I'm guessing that one was a little extra special for you. Talk about just the feeling of uh, beating the Marauders, and you guys did it pretty convincingly as well.
6: Yeah, it was a, it's always a fun game. It's always fun to get out there and play against people that you know, play against people that uh, there's just a lot of hype around the game, so... It's always a good time. Yeah, the student section was crazy. It was an awesome environment.
5: Um, we know a lot of those guys. It's definitely a rivalry game, so it's always fun to go out there and compete with dudes You Know. So um, it was great for us as a team and um, the We Will Win era just to just make a statement like that. It was awesome.
2: When you guys are in a district with a lot of Louisville ISD programs and, you know, some other teams that are kind of knocking on the door of the playoffs, does that make it easy to keep your focus kind of game in, game out?
5: yeah of course it does you know like this this is really competitive um every team's gonna fight um so it, it really just uh, helps us stay focused um day in and day out knowing that we have a common goal and that we just have to um, be the best of what we do each and every day to reach that goal before all these other teams do
2: Ferris you had uh close to 300 yards i think 298 299 by my count um was that a career high for you and just talk about how uh, things kind of played out on friday from, from your perspective
6: uh yeah that was a career high and I mean, I can't, I can't say enough for everything that our O-line does, uh, all the work they put in, and just how the whole team was really pushing for a great game. So it was just great to see the whole team coming together and helping, helping a brother out, and I hope to be able to do the same for them. When you guys are
2: going through a game like that and you guys are putting up kind of big stats, are, are you guys aware of your numbers at all? Or does anybody let you know how, how the game's going along? Or uh, do you see the stats at the end of the game and you're like, wow?
5: Well, I think some people like try to tell us like during the game, but I think me and Pierce do a pretty good job of just like staying focused and not really worrying about that stuff. Um, I mean, of course, people will talk, and after the game we'll all talk about it. But I think we do a really good job of just staying focused and knowing what we got to do to win. So we don't really care about that. We just
6: care about the scoreboard. I think the stats are the most important stat is either a win or a loss. So whenever it comes down to it.
2: Well, speaking of wins and losses, you guys are perfect in district so far. I think coming into the year, not a lot of people were, you know, picking the Jaguars to be the team on top of the district. Are you guys even surprised at all with how you guys have played yourselves or is this what you expected?
6: Uh, Everything that we did in offseason, everything that from uh, the specific lifts that we do to uh, just the way that we run our offseason program, no one's surprised by what we're doing. We're just surprising everyone else because no one is betting on us. Yeah, I knew we were going to be slept on coming into the district,
5: but me and Pierce Snow, all the offensive skill to know, everybody on the team knows the work that we put in. We come in day in, day out, um, and work our butts off until we you know, about to pass out every day. That's just the kind of work we put in. So we knew that we were going to be a great team, um, but like I said earlier, it just feels great to be a part of this, and it's an, it's an awesome feeling.
2: Didn't get off to the best start. You guys were 1-2 and two and had a tough game at Prosper. I know, crazy weather night and everything, but I'm sure that mm-hmm. one kind of... Got away a m- little more than you guys would have liked. What what has the team been able to do to, since, since then to put that
6: behind you guys and just really get on a roll since then? Week three, coming off week three, that was the most focus that I've ever seen any team go through. We made changes and we just moved past it as a team and uh, really started trusting one another to be able to do our jobs
5: you yeah, know that bye week was really big for us we came in put our head down uh stuck to the basics and went to work we went back to day one stuff um like we week one practice stuff um working on the fundamentals and just the basics of football and i think that really um it was definitely humbling for us to get beat like that and i feel like it definitely was a turning point in our season that week three um that week three loss and then the, the bye week after that
2: another potential turning point for you guys might have been that Louisville game you know a big district foe you know both teams coming in with playoff aspirations and you guys were down 20 points in the uh, second half there. Um, was not only that win but the way you won, is that something that you feel
6: like really jump-started this team? I think what happened was we just went in at half and we were like, okay, this isn't, this isn't the football that we pride ourselves in. This isn't what we push ourselves to be. This isn't how our program should work. So we came out second half. We uh, made some changes at halftime, of course, and then we came out and we just started, we just started playing our football. Yeah, the energy in the locker room at halftime was crazy. Uh, nobody really hung their heads on the first half.
5: We all kind of knew what was about to happen. Um, we made some changes, like Pierce said. And we went out there and we just worked our butts off, just like we've been doing throughout the whole season. And um, I definitely think that was a turning point in our season because ever since then, the energy's been the same. Since that second half, the energy, the energy stayed uh, consistent
6: and it's just been like that um, throughout the rest of the season. So. Yeah, you can visually see the shift because we came out second half that game, bouncing around on the sideline. No one mm-hmm. expected us to be doing that speaking of what it was looking yeah. at looking like yeah. came out bouncing yeah. around and we just pulled that hasn't out. been the same since I don't know if there's ever been a kickoff we're not bouncing around anymore
2: talking to coach basil after the uh, the win on Friday and he said there was a lot of former players that were back here um, yeah. watching the game and checking it out and stuff is that what's that mean to you and to see some of those uh, former guys and to be the team that's um, kind of got the team back to the playoffs
6: um, it means a lot to me especially because I got really close to that senior class that just graduated. Um, I mean just to be able to they laid down the, the cornerstones of this program they really set the foundation and they set it strong and they really helped us become the players that we are it means everything I mean seeing those guys like Pierce said I mean we're all we were all so close last year and we really got
5: really close with those guys and made some good friendships and they definitely did lay the foundation Jackson Avery quarterback came back down and he was my mentor through all of this so just to be able to perform like that in front of him really just it means the world because just like knowing that the work that they put in is paying off in the long run it
2: probably means a lot to them too so we love those guys fly hadn't made the playoffs since um 2010 what's it just mean to you guys to be the team to break that streak and uh, officially be in
6: the playoffs now um we just have kind of like a next game mentality no one's really focused on the playoffs right now we're focused on Capel, so we got a big game ahead of us next week yeah. they're strong team and we just got to go out there and play her yeah pierce said it all it means a lot but we're focused on next week i guess it helps that they're right behind you in the standings too and trying to
2: Get up to a tie with you, Mm -hmm. so you guys know plenty of uh, motivation heading into this one. What's going to be the focus here? Just uh, you know, two more games left in the regular season. What's the focus? Getting ready for the playoffs here? Just
5: next game. Yeah, um, I mean, we're getting better every week. We're not. We're never going to settle for what we've been playing at. We're never going to watch a game film and be like, "Oh, okay, like that's about as fast as we can go. That's about as fast as we can play," or you know, stuff like that. We're going to continue to get better each and every week. Coming in the
6: weight room, um, push our numbers and stuff like that, and we're going to get better each and every week the details it makes a difference for us and we're a very detail oriented offense and we pride ourselves on on the small things so we just need to focus on the uh small okay. things and they'll pay off in the long run seems like each week you guys are getting a little more buzz more more and more people at the games i know
2: some of us were on tv this weekend and got head all yes,
5: and stuff so yes, sir, yes, what's sir.
2: what's just it like been like uh, kind of having more uh, interest in the program as a whole uh it's the
5: energy in the school is so much different um, it makes all this so much more sweet when you can, uh, when you go to the games on Friday and just you have so many fans cheering for you. It means so much to us, and we know that we're going to do the same. Volleyball has a game on Tuesday. We're going to be there cheering them on. Um, the energy in the school right now is crazy, and it just feels its so humbling knowing that um, the football team kind of started all that and started the buzz, and it's been awesome, and the bobblehead was cool. That was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, it's been really fun.
2: Well, you guys are going to be, for those that want to check out the Jaguars, if you haven't got a chance to see them, you can catch them uh, Friday in Capel taking on the Cowboys in uh, kind of a little bit of a first-place showdown. So, uh, Blake and Pierce, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes to join us on the podcast today. Thank you.
5: Appreciate it.
7: All right, a big thanks to Blake Short and Pierce Hudgens over there in Flower Mound. Now this uh, leads us to the second half of this podcast. I'm here with uh, Kendrick Johnson.
4: Kenny Kirk, is that?
7: There he is. <laughs> We're here with Devin Hassan. He does everything for Rawlett and Garland and Saxie and Massey. That whole the whole Dallas Northeast County. Dallas County. There you go. And I'm Brian Murphy, uh, covering sports in Frisco, Little Elm, Salina, and Prosper. Uh, Wayland fanboy, Saxie alum. <laughs> you know, and we're going
2: to talk about both of those teams on this podcast. So, Saxy alone.
4: Let's That's talk about that first. Nice, Saxy, nice segue.
7: They have a big, uh, big first round matchup against a team that not many people expected to be where they are today.
4: Not, nobody except for the girls, their coach, and Lion Nation. McKinney House picked six in the district. Some people even picked them last, but some people picked them six. Most people picked them six, and they were ranked as high as six in the state. That's what you call magic season. And they beat everybody in their district at least once, except for Prosper, who ran the table. And they're being the Plano-S's, the Voids, the Plano's. They're being legit state-ranked teams with D1 talent. And nobody picked these girls. They have a core of six seniors, uh, Caroline Swan, Sophie Manson, um, Macy Whitburn, and... Um, uh, Bailey Abear, I'm missing one. But they're all been playing together since seventh grade and it shows because you know people say the cliche, oh we're fourteen strong, or da da da. It's not a cliche with them. They bought that life. <laughs> and that's why they're beating people because their chemistry and their and their determination has changed them from being underdogs to getting right now where they're playing saxy and I think they're gonna beat Saxy and advance on to the next round because all the talent they have seen, they ain't seen that smoke that Saksy's gonna bring to the table. This is another day at the office for them.
8: Kendrick bringing in the hot takes yes, right and early. And I think this is a really interesting first round matchup oh, between, t- between two very good teams. Uh, this is a sexy team uh, that's never missed the playoffs since becoming a varsity program in 2004, but they've also never been beyond their third round. And they, a lot of them were talking this is the year they're 39-6. and six. Uh, they they suffered a late season uh, loss to Wiley in district that cost them to share of the district championship. Then lost the coin flip, which is why they're the second seed uh, out of 106A. Um, Some might argue, and I'm not, gonna, I'm certainly not going to argue in terms of comparing the districts. 9, 6 a is probably the best volleyball district in the state. Yeah. I, I mean, top to bottom. Yeah. And so McKinney's been battle-tested. Sachs didn't get that on a week-in, week-out basis in 10-6-A, but they did test themselves early. They beat Prosper. They beat Frisco Liberty. They beat some very good teams in non-district play. They have two outstanding seasoned hitters in Kara Barnes and Alicia Hearn. Alicia uh, Kennedy is an outstanding setter. And they've really gotten people that, that stepped up, even as fresh. Uh, Ava Camacho, uh, Zariah Heard, These are freshmen that came on uh as the season progressed and we're able to become uh, regular members of the rotation, so you know, I think the sexy team has the ability. I think it's really even though, based on you know, it's a two seed versus a third
4: seed, but yeah. it's, I think it's very even on paper. Here's a full disclosure: Props to, um "Coach Aaron though she gets my vote. Vote for Coach of the Year, ladies, and turn the program over." Over Aaron Kaufman with Prosper going undefeated right. in the district. Who's picked six in the in the district and went six in the state? Show yeah, me that team. Brock, Brock but, first, it
7: uh, team.
4: It was kind of expected. It, you know. it was not expected, but my not my opinion thing is so she did a hell of a job. She gave them a. Uh, hard non-district schedule, kind of like what he was saying, but more importantly, to be full disclosure, this last week they have been battle tested. They had to play cross-town rival McKinney Boyd who they tried to keep out the playoffs and everything you could have it was the most emotional wild ball game I've ever covered in my life. It was a five-setter that went 16-14. That's as close it, as, as it gets. A, as close as it gets. And then they turned around and had a play-in game against McKinney um, Excuse me, against Plano West on Friday and even though they came up short they've been playing playoff like Atmospheres To get ready for this They have I think but third but time's to They've also, also lost to it yeah, bro Third time's a charm. <laughs> sure. Uh
7: So let's stick with 9-6-A Against uh, Against the Garland District Prosper Rolette Prosper <laughs> did Prosper I mean did anyone Expect Prosper to run the table i didn't
4: condition. speak to run the not table I thought they were going to I thought they were going everybody's going to slip up, but they not only do they got the physical ability they got the mental ability and that's very underrated they don't they don't get um phrased by anything and they just do like a they, machine
7: they've been there done that they are a machine I, we talked about that after they beat McKinney. Because uh, I saw you there That night
4: as well and McKinney gave him. them All they had And it's like they Every it, it time McKinney They made a run They would pull away And it's like They didn't just dominate And just like Embarrass McKinney You could tell McKinney Should have be been on the court With them But it's like They kept their distance It's like It's like with me and You were boxing man. Get away little man
7: I <laughs> I Even though you got About 100,000 But that's kind of How this matchup would be Me It gets you in a boxing match It's kind of how Prosper against Rowlett, uh, here, And it's almost like Prosper's even better Than they were last year When they were You know The 5 A. State champions. Now here they are
4: in six. They 6A. have no weaknesses. I've talked to a couple coaches that are in the district, even one outside of the teams I covered. They like they have no weaknesses. Well, and and, and just you know, piggybacking off of, st-
8: of stories you've written, th- their coach said it. We play six A teams all the time as a five A program. I mean, it wasn't like they were just sticking to five A yeah. and lower classifications. They were playing these in those heavyweight tournaments, preseason tournaments. You know, for the past three or four years. So then making them making a move up in classification in terms of the level of competition. Was it any different than they'd seen, you know, for the previous couple of years.
4: Yeah, but I will say this: going forward, it's going to be hard for them to run tables. I'm not say they won't be a perennial playoff team, but in that district usually everybody has three to four d one It's a lot of parity This year yeah. You don't got that You're going to take an L You might win the district Nice and comfy And be like 12 and 1 But you're going to have that one Prosper didn't have so, that up. Yeah but, but I'm saying It's parody parity district They caught, it caught this district the right time Like um, there was no Really like blue chippers Like I remember Covering Boyd When I first came around They had um, Paige Anderson Who's um, all big 12 You had Plano West They had two Allen had like Three or four So they, nobody really had that a lot, of, a lot of people Have a lot of young talent Like they have d one But they didn't have those blue chippers like you know she gonna be about that life like Plano West at one the outside hitter but that's that's what that's gonna get them in the big picture but hats off to them because nobody was saying hey Prosper gonna run that table (laughs) they, they
7: returned the state tournament MVP and Sierra Het They also have The setter of the year Maddie Whitmire She's the best setter I've ever seen In my short time Of covering She's volleyball. second
4: The best one I've ever seen Is Keely McLaughlin For Hebron Okay well two, that Hebron team Two of three State titles yeah. And, but,
8: and, and yeah and I, I think Most people expect Prosper to Pretty much march on pretty easily. I, I got
4: them one of the regionals at, at minimum.
8: It's you know it's it's you know just to, to touch real quickly on Roulette because they are actually playing a team tonight. Uh, you know they actually do have an opponent that's going to show up at the court. Uh, that's uh, you know you, you give them a puncher's chance. Uh, this is a Roulette team that I, I believe was two and fifteen at one point in the season. Uh, I mean they just got off to a ridiculously slow start, but a lot of those matches were competitive. Mm-hmm. You know they they played in tough tournaments um, and a lot of those you know those those pool games that, that are best of three they were going three games they just could not get over the hump they kind of put it together in district they weren't able to knock off their saxies and the wiley's uh, they split with name uh, and force and end up in a tie for third uh, they have some very good players essence west is the, defend, uh, the reigning uh, district most valuable player um but it's going to be tough. I mean, they're going to have to play perfect. their perfect game, and I don't even know if that's going to be enough against <laughs> that Prosper team.
4: So basically, they need their, their personal best just to compete. Pretty much. Uh, well, <laughs> the <with that, laughs> Prosper, yes.
8: I mean, that was that. That coin flip I said was huge.
4: I didn't see huge. my lead play, but I know the area very well with relatives and stuff living out there. Does it seem like those that pressure keeping that streak alive? I know last year, that's what got Boyd They had been in the playoffs like nine years in a row and. That kind of that pressure internally I think kind of got it And they, even this year They were a point away From going to another They went to 2018 Five-setter And lost to Plano Hats off to J.J. Castillo and Them they won third, They're probably the best 30-win team Not in the playoffs But um, They had that pressure That the, that legacy of that program They had never missed the playoffs Two years in a row until now And I think those girls Internalized that yeah, Do you think, well, think Riley had that Going on there in the district? No, not, not really Just because They didn't play in the same district
8: uh, I mean, they didn't have that gauntlet they had to run. Rylott okay. finished in a tie for third, but they were comfortable. I mean, they're, they're, that upper tier was so much better than the, the lower tier gotcha. that it was basically all about seeding. Well, you know, you could realize that pretty much two weeks into the district season, gotcha. that the, here's here's your four playoff teams. Let's just see how they shake out. Um, so, you know, again, Rylott has not missed the playoffs since their inaugural season in 1996. Uh, 97, they made it, and they've made it ever since. Um and, and, a lot of, and, and a lot of these, uh, no, 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 I'm not that old. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, this this is uh, they have a lot of experience and, and girls that have that, ha- that had that tough five set loss last year in the playoffs. Uh, again, is it gonna is it gonna be enough to to you know overcome Prosper as a very 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 tall order? Now, which one of your teams out in Mesquite have better chances of of advancing past
7: the first round than Rollins?
8: Uh they both have very tough uh, very tough first round opponents as well. Uh Mesquite Horn is the lone MIST team out of eleven six. They they finished third behind Rockwall, Heath and Rockwall here, two very good programs. And uh they are in a date with Copperas Cove, uh who happens to be forty and three. Um yeah. Nice. And it's, it's been state ranked for most of the year. Uh you know, Horn has has nice players. Uh Sheinelle Taylor uh is probably their their top player um, all around uh, but they also have uh, Anaya Clark who's an outstanding defensive player and Michaela, uh, Michaela Harris who was a freshman who's come on at Midnight's Impact again it's so hard to to compare because we don't know anything about Coppers Cove they don't play any common opponents and that's mm-hmm. the thing with that first round matchup with eleven six a and 12-6A with that Killeen Belton district it's so hard to forecast in any sport uh, you know, how they match up but 40-3 and three, I think speaks for itself yeah. um, and then uh, I in real quickly in five A I have Poteet. Uh They're back in the playoffs for the first time since 2015. Uh, but they also draw a tough chore against Midlothian, who um, was the runner-up uh, at a district 14 five A. Actually lost to Red Oak on the final day of the regular season in a match was that was basically a de facto district championship match. So um, another team I don't know too much about, but uh, you know a two versus a three seed. But that Midlothian team is is from what I've red up on them is, is very solid, yeah. so it's going to be a it's going to be upset city if I have teams moving on. Uh, you know, Sax McKinney I say is a toss up, but if I have other teams playing later this week, it's going to be because they pulled an upset.
7: Gotcha. Sticking in five a, we have a big, big uh, matchup between two districts: Reedy McKinney North. Reedy mm-hmm. graduated their two top players; uh, they're off playing college volleyball now, and they still remained atop the the district's elite in the really really tough uh, all Frisco nine five a. Kenny North Do they have what it takes To to tame the Lions
4: It's kind of like The district The 6A version Of 10-6A uh, They were top heavy They finished second Which is a very good the team They haven't been deployed the playoffs In five years five long years, and last year they got to the final game and lost a little Yeah, and so sure, that sure, kind of sure. stuck with them, so hats off to Coach Christina Fire and her girls there. that senior core, like, their their job was to finish what and they started. Shout out
7: to her, the wife of Coach Stephen Fryer yeah. at the Liberty Boys Basketball
4: Head Coach, too. Coach of the Year last year in the yeah. district. Mm-hmm. Christina did a great job, but she got those girls to believe in one another and believe in the program, and it showed in where they played. They constantly got better. Nobody could touch uh, Lovejoy, who might who might be this year's version of Prosper? So there's no shame in losing yeah. to them. They lost to um, uh, Wally West, Wally East, <laughs> and they took that really at heart. And they played them again and beat them three-one. So that shows, a, shows a sign the signs pro- of pro- procrastination. But that's, I don't know about this. Is another what
7: you? This is another. This, this, another, this is a, a two-three matchup where that three seed. Might be way better than this two seed based yeah. off their district. Reedy finished 15 and three. Yeah, they played 18 district games because there are 10 teams in this yeah. Frisco district. They finished 15 and three, you know, just one game behind the district champion Liberty, who's state ranked awesome. Wakeland is right there, 15 and three. Yeah. Uh, you know, that district is so tough. So I think Reedy. It is so battle-tested
4: That I first think. set Is going to be crucial For Dorothy. The North can give sure. a little confidence They have a shot But it's going to be They're going to have to Come out the gates Just swinging And going for broke. I you know these girls They will lay it on the line And I think it will be A lot closer than what people think But I don't see them Getting a W I think, I think Reed is going to be A little too tough for them But it's a big deal Them just even getting there So they're playing With house money and they might House have a, money, ladies and gentlemen.
7: They might have a little bit of an advantage. Also, that game is going to be played at McKinney High. So they're drawing Frisco-Ready out to McKinney. Uh, so they might have a little bit of a home court advantage there. Uh, you know, Sticking with my district, just quick hit. Some of these matchups, Lebanon Trail. Yeah, <laughs> Lebanon Trail, congrats to them making the playoffs in their first ever of varsity season in 5A. They finished fourth in that district. Now they have to play Lovejoy, yeah, <laughs> a, team, a team that just beat Prosper in a warm-up match, getting ready for the playoffs, uh, a team that very well uh, could win the 5A state title there. Uh, and Wakeland, which is the game I'll be at Tuesday night, they take on Wiley East at McKinney-Boyd tomorrow. So which games are y'all going to be uh, covering tonight slash tomorrow?
4: i go to the North game. Uh, I had some plan for the McKinney game. I had to scratch that. Because <laughs> it's a big deal, McKinney, because McKinney goes and wins his playoff game that will be huge for that program and what they're building over there. Sachsen, for sure. it, but it cap off this, this, this—I uh, won't call it a dream season, but uh, Skip Bayless Will say on Undisputed, it They're on a, a magic carpet ride right oh, gosh. now. Gosh,
7: Skip Bayless <laughs> reference on the podcast. All right. So <laughs> you'll be at uh, North Reedy at McKinney, McKinney High on
8: Tuesday, and you'll be at McKinney Saxy. I will be at McKinney and Saxy, and I will take care of your McKinney folks for you. Uh, make sure that they're uh,
7: fine people. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, they're good,
8: good, good, good people. That's good something
4: people. Something crazy. You, you, it's, it's, it's your boy Devin over here.
8: <laughs> uh, and uh, we, like I said, we, you know, we talked about before, what should be one of the best first-round matchups in the in the area, if not the state.
4: Wow!
7: All right, and then I'll be at Prosper Rollitt. Hopefully, it's not a sweep. Fingers crossed. Uh, and then tomorrow night, I'll be at Wakeland Wiley East. Like I said, so that'll Fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> that'll just about wrap it up uh, for this another volleyball edition of the high school sports podcast. It's Kendrick Johnson, it's Devin Hassan. I'm Brian Murphy, and we'll talk to you later this week.
1: Thanks for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Brought to you by Performance Food Group. They deliver more than 150,000 food and related products to customers all across the country. Their McKinney office is currently hiring Class A CDL drivers, order selectors and many other entry and part-time positions. For more information, you can visit their website at pfgc.com slash careers. Or you can call 214-491-3130. That is Performance Food Group. Located in McKinney at 500 Metro Park Drive.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements.